Oh, for the love of penis. Glass of water, boy. Your oh boy is good to know ya. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's your permission. It's totally Tanache. Tanache couldn't afford presents for her family, so she's knocking on people's doors, and they're like, "Uh, can we help you?" And she's like, <clears throat> "I love to get you on when the dream is way too strong." She's dressed like an elf. That'll be twenty dollars. Yeah, please. Twenty-five with a picture. Here you go, lady. Keep the chain. Sorry, we don't want to buy any. Yeah. yeah. Why is that girl's ponytail so long? Right. That's what <laughs> <laughs> this is what Jehovah's Witnesses look like nowadays. Yeah, exactly. The Jehovah's are changing up their approach. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tanasha and Normani going door to door. They're like, tell me if you've heard this one. Yeah. I'm a breaking off. Let me be a motivation. <laughs> Does a jump split on? <laughs> like, is this bitch schizophrenic? <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> oh, we've we've never heard that song. No. Um, you are you collecting try the next house? Are you collecting quarters? Are you ringing a bell? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um. Wow. Shit, my cords are all tangled up. It's like December seventh, but it's actually like uh, spring weather outside right now. I know. It's really lovely. Mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with it. Something so special mm-hmm. is when. <laughs> The world is just self-immolating, and there's nothing we can do about it. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't gotten any crazy snow, which is fucking nice. Yeah, which means it's going to be ass cold in, like, April. January, February, March is going to uh, be worse than now. Yeah, exactly. Which is going to be horrible to endure. Kill myself, but it's okay, you know? It's all right. We got a ride. The holiday spirit is in the air. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, officially. Today's day one? Day you- one of, Chica- of Hanukkah proper is today. Nice, nice. Shout out to my Jews. Big fan titties. Yes, they do be protruding. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck them, fuck them, bring the lube in. It is also Pink Friday to Eve. Pink Friday to Eve, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. Wow. I feel like we've been talking about this for so long. And um, the more details that come out, the more scared I am. <laughs> yeah. It's been how many years since Queen? 2018 was that album? <laughs> 20 years. It's been 20 years. We've been waiting 86 <laughs> years. Nikki's 63. <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, um, I gotta tell you, my hopes are not high. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this one, Chief. And maybe it's good, because if you go in with low expectations, then... um, You want to know what like really bugged me? Is that we always have said that the number one thing that Nicki Minaj needs to do is edit. Tell me why she gives us 10 songs, and all of a sudden, I'm like, not like that, though. Oh, right. Not in that way. Not in That's that not way. That's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. <laughs> this, we can do we our predictions. We saying this. We're constantly... Like, every criticism I've ever had of her is like, she doesn't know how to not make a 27-song album. Right. And if she just put together the best 12, mm-hmm. it would be amazing, timeless, Yep, would go down it. in history. Exactly. Exactly. However, then... Never is the case. The one time she wants to do a short track list... Mm-hmm. It's three of like her worst songs ever. It's like half of it's already out. Super freaky girl. No. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. Last time I saw you. Which? No. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then big difference, which I've which, she did the snippet of live, and, and then we never it's got just it. not good. It's just not great. Or it's, it's also just too early to tell. We never got it. We never got the whole song. We never song. got the whole thing. And the snippet that we did get, if that was supposed to be the part that made people excited, it didn't make people excited. Not really. And then and what was the fourth one? The fourth one is the one that she said was from the vault that she recorded for Pink Print. And she put out a little bit of it. And the bars right. were like, oh, it's so amazing. But because they would love if she took a shit right. on the track. Yeah. And it was only bomb, on like, bomb. It was only on her website and like on YouTube or yeah, something. You had as to well. like only stream it on her website. I don't know what she's doing with that shit. Like, just drop a song. And like, then she was like, well, it's, I'm never putting it out. It's from The Vault. Like, it's for, was a rejected track from Pink Print. She's insane. And now it's the closer on the album. This is it's so It's the depressing. last song. This is sick. This is elder abuse. And then just based on the track titles of the rest of the 10, I'm sorry, but it's not looking good. If the leaks are true and there's like no features and just those are the titles, mm-hmm. then what the fuck did we, we get? Just like get? one little Wayne feature and then the songs right. are called like Bomb Bomb. The Dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's called like My Rain yeah. or like <laughs> Dear Onika. <laughs> right, exactly. Like stupid shit like that that I just know it's not gonna be good. Like I I need I'm going to bank. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on this. I need her to pull something out of her fucking ass tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna need I it. I need something that is gonna turn this ship around because the one that we're on right now is bound for the ocean. If this is worse than the like, bottom. If this is worse than like Megatron dropping, this could be it for her. Yeah. You know that's her last solo single she's put out? Megatron? Prior to this rollout of the ones that are gonna be on the album. It went Megatron, years of nothing. <laughs> and then came back with Super Freaky Girl. <laughs> Which, apples to apples. <laughs> really? In all honesty. I mean, really. It's not that big of a difference. And, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's <laughs> like, sometimes you can see a track list and you don't even hear the song. You just see the name of the song and you're like, oh, yep. Love. I can already tell that one's going to be the girl. Is, and then. <laughs> especially with someone who has, like, sex in the lounge in their discography. Bees in the trap. Truffle butter. Right. So my my expectations are pretty high when it so comes when to the this song. It's called like everybody. Wow. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> everybody clap. Yeah. And please clap by Nicki Minaj. Oh, I'm scared. But and I did I I watched her Vogue interviews where she seems like really weird and strung out and medicated. Like I just I don't see it going well and it really makes me nervous. No. No. You know? Damn, it's gonna suck. I have a feeling because I woke up today being like, it doesn't feel like there's gonna be an album coming out tonight. No. No, and I will be staying up until 11 when it does come Ooh, out. I might be in a bar. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> I, might, I might have a real reason to drink tonight. Honey, 
pray 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 for the barbs pray for barbs please pray for us please because it's not it's not looking good if the last the prognosis if the last 14 years of my life were for nothing i will be so upset i'll fucking kill myself <laughs> if she destroys her if she desecrates her legacy in I'll a single night i'll kill myself especially pink friday 2 like of all the things of, to call it out of all the fucking i'm gonna kill her Nicki Minaj, Onika Tanya Mirage. Onika, Onika Tanya. I'm at my lowest. I need Pink Friday too. I'm thinking at least one song being great. <laughs> I need it. I need that to be true. And if it's perfect, and if it's like above a <laughs> Mike, here's my theory. Yeah, yeah. Tell them. The standard version will be those 10 terrible songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what's going to happen is over the course of the next week, she will be editing the album in real time, adding additional songs <laughs> as it goes. So as to prolong the amount of time that people have to talk about it. Yeah. Because this is something Kanye has done in the past mm-hmm. where he's like, I don't like how that song sounds anymore. So I'm just replacing it with something different. Something that he would do. Right. They don't care anymore. They do not care. They don't care. Mm-mm. And she can. She can just be like, okay, go in there and change it or go in there and add whatever the fuck. Because she is Nicki Minaj, which is yes. a double-edged sword. <laughs> so she has this pressed vinyl album that probably was completed <laughs> a while ago. Who knows how long ago. Yep. But then she was like, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to keep working and then they can just add it later. Her signing copies of CDs, albums, and then going, wait, it's not done yet. Oh. I just, I don't know what she's doing, and it's not working for me, whatever it is. It's not. It's, it's, it's producing a lot of anxiety for me and all the barbs. Because sometimes when I see barbs going like, uh-oh, like, like really gagging for what she's doing, I'm like, oh, you guys. I don't know if you were there from the beginning. No. Because it doesn't really look like it, but we know her. The bar is on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Barb down. The barb is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the barbing question. The me. barbing question is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, folks. We're um, we're back. We're back in the stew. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing a hotline episode today. We're going to be answering some listener questions that have been accumulating for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, excited. You know, love to turn my brain off and have other people podcast for right. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where I get two minutes of silence. <laughs> I just uh, let you guys do the talking. Yeah. Always a classic. We've been through it. We really have been through it. I really feel very low energy. Yeah. Do you want to know who else looks like they've been through it? Sky Ferreira. <laughs> Bro. We saw Sky Ferreira last night and that shit was... It was crazy. It was crazy. And it not, was crazy. Not in the good. She, like, didn't have any <laughs> light on her at all. Like, intentionally was, like, not allowing lights to be on her face. Not once. We did not see her face once. It was only when someone in the front row would take, like, a flash picture of her, which seemed a little ghouly at the time as well. Yeah, and then it would be, like, this weird jump scare of, like... Oh, oh Sky Ferreira's <laughs> face! Yeah. <laughs> It'd be, like, this scary, like, insomnia hallway villain. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. And then she just was, like, fighting with sound the whole time. She came on an hour and a half late, which is fine. I thought it was actually gonna be worse. Yeah, totally. She came on an hour and a half after she was supposed to, and then cut probably half of the expected set. set list yeah because mm-hmm. she did her ones that she had to do at the end but that's yeah. when we knew that it was she like fast forwarded to everything's embarrassing and i was like isn't this like the last song out of like 25 like we definitely haven't had that yeah no it was like and then so it just short. cut off and she was like oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, every she time lived with, she started coughing and went sorry sorry she, every time she tried to talk with the audience, we couldn't hear her. Couldn't everyone hear everyone her audibly went, what? The, vo- the vocals were good. Um, vocals but people were good. in the crowd were going, literally, were yelling, show your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It was a sold out show though. Everyone showed up. It was up. sold out. The vocals were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did play my favorites. So yeah. I can't complain too much, but I did get the distinct impression that something very weird is happening with her. Yeah. Like I still had like a starstruck moment of like Sky Ferreira is in the room with us. That's a little crazy. She's Never a rock thought, star. Though. Yeah. Total rock star. It felt like OG rock star moments were happening too with her where it's like when the audience is like, why yeah. does she just storm off stage? Is she actually going to cancel her yeah, show? Yeah. That was the other thing is that she came out and then it was like a false start where the song started and then it cut off and she had to like leave the stage and do her entrance a second time yes and at first i was like she was pissed yeah yeah i thought she was gonna just completely leave and i have a little bit of tea from someone who dm me afterward who said that following that night that show Mm -hmm. that her tour manager was fired really and they brought in a new one Oh my god, crazy. So I, I had a theory that either something was going wrong with all of her dates so far, mm-hmm. or like, but also I this think... This sounds like just this tour has been sort of a hot mess. And yeah, maybe like a hot mess, but it but that's also on brand for her. I think she's always been kind of that hot mess girl yeah. and like kind of drugged out and <laughs> yeah. at least... um Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like her. I love the music. So whatever. I was happy to get to see her, I guess, but it was very weird. Yeah. Happy got to see her. Just an odd show. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone like was... a very like cursed weird vibe about it. But fun to have an audience that like doesn't care regardless. Like people right. were still they, screaming and like, absolutely gagged for her shit. It was like a Lana moment <laughs> of like she just gets to stand there sometimes and people were like, <gasps> Yeah. Sydney bought one of the shirts, one of the masochism shirts. And, oh. the, and the merch guy was like, That album's never That's coming never out. That's never coming out. <laughs> <laughs> this is masochism on the shirt. That's never. And was like, out. "Wow, I wonder if now that she's doing this tour, that this means that the album is going to come out." And the merch guy goes, "It does not mean that. No, that album's never coming no, out. That is not confirmed by the shirts <laughs> that we're selling at our show." Yeah. So uh, fucking crazy. I did like the Metro though, low key. Yeah, Metro was a cool venue. I don't. I don't think I've ever done a show there before. Mm-mm. It was big enough, and I liked the bar location and everything. Yeah, it was one of those venues where no matter where you were, it was a pretty good view of the stage. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Don't love a cash bar. Um, I hated that it was cash only, but but it, it, what it fucking is, year it is. are we in? I'm sorry, but you it's, hate cash bars. <laughs> it's just not. It just isn't that difficult to get a fucking square reader. The yeah. shit's like ten dollars, <laughs> and it's not going to take that much off of your fucking revenue. And like, then you're going to get even more people who don't have to be like. Well, I'll just wait and not get a drink here and whatever. We inevitably go out somewhere else that takes fucking credit cards. Like, mm. we're in modern <clears throat> America. I never know what genuinely is the reason sometimes if it's to, like, pay the workers more because it's under the table technically all. I don't know if or, like, that, I don't yeah, get the, or the true like, logistics. a way that it's, like, you can kind of get away with, like, shadier bookkeeping or something. Right. That's what I'm thinking as well. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I don't know, but get with the times. But it was, it was not given. Mm-mm. Especially when your cocktails are $14. Yeah, and then if I only have, like, a 20, it's like, well, I'm just going to tip you six. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to, like, hold on to this now. Um, mm. But, yeah, good time. Good time overall. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You yeah. know. Had a good time. Had some drinks. <laughs> Cut up. It was good. <laughs> I drank a lot more than I thought yesterday. Because we did end up going out for drinks after Sky Ferreira. Yeah, we went to G-Man Tavern. Went to G-Man. We had drinks at Metro, and then we pre-gamed, pre-gamed pretty hard. Tin, and then I went to T-I-A-S afterward. You went to four different places <laughs> yesterday. The fuck is wrong with That's me? That's why I had to text you and be like, are you... A, I texted you guys being like, did you guys go there last night? Yeah, girl, <laughs> Because of did. Sydney's receipts. Yeah. Fucking, it was so stupid. Touch tunes, touch tunes, touch tunes, touch tunes. Because she kept buying individual songs. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Sydney, like you can just, just like... Just buy 30 Just buy credits. all the credits. Like you know you're going to want another you one like in a, one you second. You get like a free 12 or whatever. Yeah, because if you buy them in bulk, then they give you more credits. She just was buying one off. So she was doing like, oh, restock your credits because you don't have enough to play this one. So she'd be like, okay. And then would buy like three credits just at a time. Just to play this song. <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. She's so insane. 
But yeah, that was fun. I, I wrapped it up pretty early, though. Mm-hmm, I, nice. I got home at like one and fell asleep pretty promptly. I just had one of those nights where I was tossing and turning, fell asleep at fucking four. And it was so annoying. So fucking annoying. So I'm just exhausted. But <sighs> but here I am. Yeah, now that I'm done with work and my weekend has started, I feel yeah. I have a little energy now. There's something, a touch caca in the air. There's the, something not yeah. so good mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on. The vibe is off. The vibe is weird and whack. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. But I'm hoping thinking. that we can cure that today a little bit with a little bit of talking to the girls. Yeah, absolutely. Through the spotlight. Uh, but before we do, I do have to give a shout out to our friends <laughs> at Magic Mind. Why? Uh, hi, Magic Mind. Hey, we love you. We love you. Um, the Listen, if you've never heard of what Magic Mind is, let me tell you a thing or two about it, honey. <laughs> tell us all about it. <laughs> it's a productivity shot. I. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little slice of green heaven. Mm-hmm. And it comes in these cute little bottles. You take one every morning with caffeine or without caffeine, whatever you like. It's basically like it's a it's a matcha energy focus building shot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Has a lot of really great ingredients. Let me tell you about a couple oh, of them. Wait, I, you I'm, heard? Okay, I'm thinking of an ingredient. Yeah. I'm wait. thinking of an ingredient that starts with A. And, okay, I know what it is, <laughs> but how many letters are in? <laughs> I, I actually don't know. And I, if I attempt to count it, it's not going to go so high. <laughs> well, what's in there? But shout out to Ashwagandha. <laughs> Special shout out. You know, it decreases stress and anxiety. Uh, also, shout out to Rhodiola Rosea. <laughs> Is that a drag queen? Definitely butch- butchering that, yeah. Um, also, you know, girls, shout out to the Cordyceps mushrooms. Shout out to matcha. Shout out to vitamin B. They are all up in here, and it's a really great caffeine and energy boost without crashing you out yeah. or making you feel like you're on crack in the way that a Dunkin' iced coffee might. Exactly. So... Um, if you want to try one of these, which really, truly did change my life in my workplace, unfortunately, I am no longer employed. So. <laughs> you had a box of your magic minds yeah. out the door. <laughs> They're still there. All my magic minds are still at the office. Oh, my God. At the place I don't work at anymore. Yeah. So Little uh, did they realize that you just left a gift. Exa- right, exactly. My coworkers are going to really, <laughs> their productivity is going to spike before they know it. <laughs> Uh, and for the people of you who do not work at my former place of work, you can go to magicmind.com slash Nick and Chris, N-I-C-K-A-N-D-C-R-I-S. No motherfucking H. Nope. And you can use the code TT20 to get 20% off of any single item on the website, or you can get 56% off of a pres- prescription. <laughs> Subscription. <laughs> all right? I'm getting prescribed by my doctor. And yeah, that's basically all she wrote. And yeah. I tr- if you do try it, send me a photo. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Thank you, Magic Mind. Thank you, Magic Mind, as always. Okay. Mwah. Bop. Bop. The big M-M. M-M. Moving on. M&M. All right. We got important... <laughs> business to attend to <laughs> all right folks so listen we're turning oh. <laughs> i'm we're not sh- okay <laughs> i'm not okay at all i don't know if anyone can tell i feel like shit yeah um so we're gonna turn to some voicemails we're gonna turn to some messages and then just kind of see we're gonna take the temperature with the girls because i do have a feeling that outside of just yes you may <gasps> nice that's exciting <laughs> um outside of this just the two of us i do feel like there's probably some blood in the water among our girls too mm. and maybe you know we can channel our hardships mm-hmm. into some words of support and kindness into the girls at home absolutely we got this so the first question is not a voicemail but it is one that i do want to um be uh giving some attention to today because this person lives uh in a in australia oh, and period. <laughs> they i think australia 
Yes. Yes, Australia. <laughs> and they uh, upgraded to one of the higher tiers on the Patreon because they knew that I lost my job and they did it just to be nice to me. So and sweet. Normally, if you're on that high tier, I send you a piece of custom merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they said it's probably going to be so much more money to send anything to Australia that they'd rather just have us answer the questions. <laughs> Period. Let's do it. Here's a little pay to play from our friend. <laughs> Work. They say the following. <clears throat> Hello, my burning question is as follows. Do either of you feel that you're becoming more conservative as you get older? What kinds of things have you changed your mind on or on changed your mind or your position on? Or are there things you feel more convinced about? Not necessarily political, I'm thinking more about general life values. Interested to hear your thoughts. XXJ. Aw, sweet. Miss J Alexander. Miss J. <laughs> Insane. I love that. Na, 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 come on. It's a great little um, audio cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the question is, do you feel that um, values wise, politics wise, anything wise, that you have gotten more conservative over the years as you've become older? Mm, conservative? In what sense? Because like to me, conservative uh, in the political sense obviously means one thing. Mm-hmm. But then I think just as like fiscally (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it's like a cultural versus like conducting your social life or like conducting your own life in a way that's a little less um free-spirited somehow in all honesty i feel like a lot of my morals and ethics have kind of stayed the same because at the root of it i don't think that's changed i think i'm a lot less loud about certain things like when i was in high school and in college Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the core of it, I still kind of have those values. I think I'm a little bit more jaded in <laughs> around yeah. certain things. No, definitely. Um, I feel maybe not conservative so much as um, I don't have like the fire under my ass of like teenage libtardism. Right. Where I feel like I can, like I have the power in me to change things. Mama, I can't change the world. I'm sorry. No. no. Can't and won't and have no interest. <laughs> I have no interest in changing the world. <laughs> zero, in all. zero fucking interest in playing that game with you people. Yeah. The older you get, your circle of concern becomes tighter and tighter. Absolutely. But then that's when you really realize what you hold very close to, right? Yes. It's like my circle of concern now is like, my relationships with my friends, family, boyfriend, etc. My yes. career, yes. like stuff that I'm in control of, stuff that's outside of the circle. Think, yes, things that are demonstrably in my control. Yes, that when I decide to enact change on these relationships or on these parts of my life, things visibly change. Yes, yes. Versus, you know, when I think about, I don't know, certain social issues that I would have, I used to get pissed about. Fight with people on the internet. All day long. Fight with my parents. I would go on Facebook purposely to see what my distant family members are talking about so I could fight. So I could be mean to them. I could be mean to them. About, like, what, voting? Right. Or about, like, Caitlyn Jenner. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or about, like, yeah, reacting to a magazine cover the wrong way. Right. It's like... don't give a shit. Circle of concern. Circle of concern has totally shrunk. I will also say that since entering... Uh, the later phases of my relationship, especially mm-hmm. like since being engaged, I do feel like my priorities have changed a lot. Yeah. Um, a call to a sort of maturity, maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know, just sort of like the, the desire to, uh, I don't know, like be more cognizant about like what is really rewarding me versus what is making me feel like shit and like <clears throat> yep. what, uh, habits and behaviors of mine are not uh, paying off. Yes. One thing I really wanted to come to terms with this year is being extremely available and like a huge people pleaser. And sometimes me 
burning myself out because I don't want to like bail on certain things. And I'm you like, don't no, I need no. to exactly. And I think certain times I do burn out and I just get into this horrible headspace and I like break and I need to be better about a better about that now. Like yeah. what you mentioned, just like mature a little bit. What isn't working and also just focus on like more long-term shit. Cause I think you kind of just have to. Yeah. It's like in 26, it's, there's certain things that aren't cute anymore. <laughs> no, totally. And I think like, honestly, that is, if anything has made me quote unquote more conservative, I do think that it's just about looking at myself and seeing what behaviors of mine are not becoming of a 26 year old. Right. And even though sometimes I still feel <laughs> super young or I feel like I'm 21, yeah. 22, I am, I'm knowledgeable or I understand the fact that like from the outside, I still have to keep going. Like yeah. I have to develop. Like, like when we say more. that a new twin just got off the bus, it they happened. are off the bus and down the block Five running up behind you. Yes. Now that I'm 26, it's over. It's so, so <laughs> over. It's a different game. Like I can't tell you how over it feels. It's it's so over, but not in a horrible way, because no. I think that we've always said that we've like had our good time, we've had our fun, or at least I have. And I definitely have. I don't feel like I'm wanting for more... Not missing out on anything. Like, I don't know, like hedonism in my life. Like, I feel like I've done... I've packed quite a lot of that into my life. I've done plenty of it, and I know what I know, so... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the conservatism part is necessarily age so much as, I don't know, mm-hmm. like maybe just my lifestyle changing in general and that like as more pieces of the puzzle of my life have like clicked into place. Yeah. I don't feel it's called to like, I don't know. To me, I get frustrated when I want to be the best version of myself, but something like my career is like it's hard to change that immediately. Yes. You know right. what I mean? Where I feel like I'm not in my final spot, but I know that my current situation is not your final destination. And I need to remind myself that yeah. because I think that's what makes me panic nowadays is yeah. like, I'm not stuck. I just, this is where I'm at right now and I yeah. will not be stuck soon. I do think that being a liberal, whatever that means in politics or in just the way that you conduct your life is kind of, uh, the politics of immaturity in a way mm. where yeah. it's just that you can't, imagine that your power as an individual doesn't actually have the power that you think it does. Mm -hmm. Right. And that like, you don't really have control over so many things. Right. And the desire to like flail and scream and freak out about stuff, I think is like Mm -hmm. a very, um, youthful (laughs) thing to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Because people always say like, whenever I talk to my parents or people that are older, like, they always say that you are still figuring it out, like you're still young, but it obviously doesn't feel like that because mm. of how much weight it does feel like from our perspective. Mm-hmm. But I do get it at the end of the day. Like I can look back at my past, what, six years of how much my life has changed. Like, totally. I haven't lived in the same spot for too long ever. So yeah. um, I just need to remind myself to still be receptive to that, but like start yeah. figuring out my grounds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any new, new Year's resolutions, things that you're trying to enact for yourself? <clears throat> yes. Get back on my cooking gig because I okay. realized during winter I just stopped because I don't want to walk <laughs> to like Whole Foods and Target as often yeah. and get my weak rotisserie chicken. Uh-huh. So just get back on that um, and then just maybe start getting back on figuring out what my lifelong like financial plan is. That's going to be a for big sure. goal for next year. Just start really doing the things that I've been putting off for like a long time. The real planning that you have to do in order to pull off any sort of adult move. Yes, because my lesson learned from this year is when the rug <laughs> is pulled from under me <laughs> at a job situation. Yeah. It's, it's tough to be like, shit, I only have a safety net for so long and I'm an adult totally. now. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't even have much of a safety net and I'm just kind of, I'm learning that lesson the hard way now. It sucks. It sucks, but yeah. Yeah. But it'll work itself out. Agreed. Mm-hmm. My news resolution is I want to be less afraid of being on camera and having my photo taken. 
Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you have that fear? Just self-image issues? Self-image and just being like, I don't know, paranoid about like not mm. being in control of the way that I look or feeling like like bad angle and then it's over or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I know? just don't I don't want being on camera or like having like a moment that in the moment to me was very special and something mm. I cherish a lot looking back and like having that memory ruined just because of the fact that I'm like, oh, I saw a photo that I don't like how I look in it. Did you see that TikTok? And that's enough to ruin an entire memory, you know? Did you see the TikTok of the girl going up to other girls being like, would you rather be bloated on your wedding day or kill yourself? And they go, oh, kill myself. Kill myself. Kill myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would yeah. not want to be bloated on your wedding no, day. No, I would yeah. not want to be bloated on my wedding day. I wouldn't want to be bloated on any day. <laughs> right. I'd rather kill myself <laughs> rather than kill that. I'd rather kill myself, period. <laughs> and then get bloated <laughs> one more time. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is so yeah i don't know we'll see how i what what i do to conquer that fear but we'll see i didn't have that luxury growing up my dad was like an it guy so he did film and document like my entire life and in middle school and early high school the amount of photos of me you know the ones of me holding the guns the sure do yep (laughs) there's a plethora of so much recorded for posterity so many special moments so many special moments (laughs) so I think I, I just don't ever. Bit, I'm, yeah. I don't want to be the person in a social function who's like, I hate pictures. I hate being in a picture. I don't want you to aim a camera at me. I see. I see. I see. Like, I just don't want that to be. Who I, I fucking am. love a picture. I, <laughs> I love to get my picture taken. <laughs> I wish I did. I I'm allergic to it. I hate it. Ah. Uh, I think for a while I didn't like my smile with my teeth, so I always did like the yeah kind of smile. smile. I think maybe I'll start smiling with my teeth more in the new year. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I need to <laughs> smile with my fucking anything but my side profile. Maybe I should get a surgery done. Maybe, that, maybe yeah, I need exactly. to do something so drastic so that all of this feels yeah. like nothing. <laughs> I just need to, to shave off my tits and stomach and then... <laughs> and then just don't forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The New Year's resolution achieved. <laughs> I get rid of my titty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Uh, folks, let's hear a question from another one of the girls in the peanut gallery. I'm so excited. Here we go. All right. Okay. Hey, love you guys. So this past weekend, I got probably the drunkest I've ever been um, at my sister's wedding. And I just wanted to know how you guys cope or deal with, like, waking up and literally not remembering anything you said or (laughs) just knowing you were, like, acting insane around like your entire extended family and like people who barely know you and like that's their first impression of you okay thanks love you guys Bye. You are asking the experts. You are asking the the industry leading experts <laughs> this question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So the question yeah. is, um, how do you cope with being accidentally the drunkest person in the room? Yeah. Possibly around new people. Yeah. Who do, now your their first impression of you is that you're a messy freak from hell. Yeah. How do you sit with the consequences of having the best time of your life? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, as people who have been blackout weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. Um yeah, I find that being extremely wasted or being like a professional drinker mm-hmm. um is uh, is has a lot in common with the tale of Icarus. <laughs> so much of it is just about flying too close to the sun, to if the you know fireball, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, flying too close to the fireball in the sky. <laughs> and <laughs> I have had situations where I think my friend group is very forgiving of messy drunkness, where it's like, 
the next morning, it's like, even if it was legitimately embarrassing for you to have done something, people mm-hmm. are like, oh my God, haha, that was so stupid. It's like an unspoken communal pact of like, we have a safe space where anyone could get blackout drunk. At any time. At any time. And sometimes it's just your turn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, it's yeah. not a great reflection on you necessarily. And it's maybe not <laughs> like, you don't want to be a repeat offender in that way. But there are, right. there. I think most people who are in my inner social circle have this kind of like oh my god that was so stupid anyway let's go get breakfast or whatever it's like a good definition of like time and place where if like if you can recognize a situation where you can get blackout drunk go for it right however yeah now now (laughs) now the latter however if you get blackout drunk and you didn't intend on it right like at work parties right (laughs) or like even i think my point about the other part is that i think being around a group of people who kind of everybody's on the same like caliber mm-hmm. like everybody's an olympic gold drinker yes where people mm-hmm. like are at any point someone could be the messy one that night or whatever right being around that kind of system that is just kind of like oh haha whatever mm-hmm. if you get if you let yourself get too comfortable and you let yourself think oh i'm like whatever i'm invincible i could drink like so much and be like totally fine and like nothing weird or bad would happen me at every second of the day (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) and then like i've had times in my life where i have done something so humiliating and so public and so god awful that it affects my self-esteem for months yes i'm the same way where something will like on the chance that something horrible happens or I yes. do forget or I do something incredibly embarrassing. Yes. I do have a genuine, like, I need to take a, I need to stop drinking. Yes. I'm going to go on a hiatus. Yes. I cannot be seen. Right. But then when you come back and people are like, I forgot what you did. Totally. It's like, oh. Yeah. No, okay. that's definitely true. I do think it, it's nice to have people who don't judge you in that way. Right. And I think the people who are going to think that you're like a messy alcoholic loser like they were gonna think that about you even if you didn't get that drunk Mm -hmm. so like it's good having real friends yeah exactly being around people i think having the freedom to get drunk is solely dependent on if you're surrounded by good people yes because i think you can get pretty darn messy Mm -hmm. and in the right group of people you have to like really really be bad to make people be like like we don't want to hang out with her hate her (laughs) i hate her yeah (laughs) you know like whatever yeah um, and we do surround ourselves with like Olympic drinkers. We're like, I can't get blackout yeah. drunk, and we'll leave the bar, walk home, and like, <laughs> right, be completely fine. Do a crossword puzzle, right? Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I definitely. How do you cope with? To me, like having a one of those nights, that's a situation like done. this where it's like with family gets tricky. I think I got blackout drunk around my mom a little too early the first time I did it. Yeah. Because I ended up in like a fight. But if you're avoiding those situations, I mean, I don't know. What are your blackout experiences around your family? Well. Well, New Orleans right. was yeah. the worst, and that, I think, is basically, like, the reason why I'm never planning on getting that drunk with my family ever again. Right. Because I just, I think your family brings out a different psychology than when you're with your friends. Yes, yes, completely. And, like... The trauma flies. Exactly. The, dra- yeah. the trauma c- jumps out. It jumps the fuck out, and it's scary. Clinical psychology tells us that trauma is the <sighs> ultimate killer. <laughs> <laughs> the night. <laughs> that TikTok came up last night and I started crying. <laughs> it was the entire monologue, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I forgot this was good." Um, but yeah, no, blackout drunk with your parents. I definitely just, not a good nah, idea. Not yeah, great. I think if you're around your family, that's sort of a moment that you just have to be responsible and not go there. Yeah. Um, when I'm blackout drunk, I don't know. I don't know that I'm fully recovered from that event. The only 
honestly, the only time I've gotten blackout drunk with my older sister, it was our joint messiest nights because it was in Vegas. Uh, and it yes. was like a fucking Homer's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I love getting drunk with my older sister. Do you like getting drunk with your brother? Do love getting drunk with my brother. But yeah. I think that's different because I haven't, I have like a friend relationship with my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Parents are different. But I think like, I don't know. I've had times where like I've attempted to get into a physical fight with a bouncer. <laughs> And had like a Chokes screaming like meltdown where people were like filming me. It's like a group of forty people watching the scene, like a, yeah. a circle formed a around circle. me, and I. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah. So uh, yeah, take it from a veteran that uh, usually it's not as bad as you think. But if it actually is as bad as you think and it's continuing to haunt you for days, I like to do a little check in with myself where I see how long I can go without drinking, mm-hmm. because if it's a one timer, and you know everyone if you're young if you just made a mistake mm-hmm. i think the only thing you need to do is just remain vigilant about the fact that you're not like alcohol dependent right exactly and also if and this- i found most times i'm not yeah no i'm not alcohol dependent at all i always say that i don't like to drink on a school night i really I don't. don't like to drink on a school i really night. don't i have a good balance um, um with the part about <laughs> people meeting her for the first time and she's blackout drunk in all honesty if someone else has had a bad blackout drunk experience, they could recognize when someone is having a blackout yes. experience and they're like, ah, she's not going to remember yeah. tomorrow. Anyone who's like worth a damn is not going to hold that against you, I think. Exactly. If mm-hmm. someone can recognize like, oh, like that person was super wasted. Like Also, wedding prime place to be wasted. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably were wasted too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never know how drunk the other people are as well. That's also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their I perception just, of the situation yeah. is altered. I would hold it in your heart. If you are attempting to look for a coping mechanism that anybody who is worth anything in your life or someone who is going to matter or whose opinion is worth caring about is not going to hold it against you that they you were not. drunk one time. No, they're probably going to think that that was a fun ass wedding and yeah. that girl was crazy. They're like, wow, that girl was wasted. Did you see her dancing? to <laughs> <laughs> And then you'll turn it around next time you meet them. So exactly. whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anyway, you got this. Moving on. Good luck to you. Good luck. All right. Here we go, folks. Ah, 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 ah. Let's do it. He's got another question. This interface looks so good. I know. Tell me about it. It's so sleek. Wow. All right. Here we go. Hola, chicas. Okay. So I have both (laughs) very pressing problems. You guys are the perfect people to ask. (laughs) So basically, I just moved back to my hometown of New York City after seven years of living abroad. And that's a mistake that I have to live with. But basically, so the pressing problem is like, there's like, two warring factions of gay dudes and like the one faction is like the marketing manager gym bro like vacuous lobotomy like Mm -hmm. empty gay that has like no vocabulary or taste for art or like critical thought whatsoever Uh right and then on the other side of the equation there's like the gay guy that is actually like very engaged with art and fashion and culture and music and whatever this usually comes along with like a certain level of like vanity and self-obsession and like cat kitty cat kitty cat dangly <laughs> earring or trench coat and so my problem is like why isn't there a gay dude that just like is engaged with art and culture but is also down to earth you know what i'm saying like you guys Like, why is this kind of dude so elusive? Where do I find this kind of dude? Uh, But should I just also move to Chicago? (laughs) Anyway, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. This is a very good question. Love you. That was a great question. Thank you for the question. 
All oh, right, smooth going. transition. <laughs> <laughs> I always hit this one because it's long. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you for your question. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. The two groups. First of all, I would not. Date I, can't, a gay guy. I can't. <laughs> I would never date a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're losing already. <laughs> I would never look for a gay friend. <laughs> it's just not something I would do on a personal level. Yeah. Um. I can't make you any promises about Chicago, to be honest with you, because there are definitely those gays that you've described here, and they yes. are in large, large volume. Or you might experience another breed, which is like a Disney immature kind of gay. Yes. You know what completely. I mean? Completely. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is even worse. Yeah. There's all all strains of gays run through every gay metropolis. Unfortunately, you're just kind of going to kind of have to deal with them. Yeah. I will say that one of the big reasons that I wanted to start this podcast was because of the fact that at the time it felt like there were zero people, zero gay people mm-hmm. that I'd ever met that shared even remotely the kind of interests and the kind of worldview that I had. I agree. Going into high school, I remember being like, am I the only gay person that's experiencing this? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. That's because getting this like Miley Cyrus bust a bold world moment. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where like sometimes people like I, they, I was surrounded by meow to the pussycat cunt trench coat dangly earring people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't encounter the sort of marketing manager retard like Jim Brat until like later. Later, mm-hmm. um, but then they were definitely out there, and they were out there in big numbers. And I do feel like even now I feel pretty alienated from gay people because of that. Mm-hmm. Because I have a very difficult time being around either of those people, like either yes. of those extremes. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like being in a massive gay bar where like your type of gay is just kind of like it. it easily dominated by a lot of really irritating types yes um but i will say that by making this show and by doing it for as long as we have um i have met a lot of normal gay people and i know that they're out there yes and Mm -hmm. their numbers are just as much but i think that they also do have the problem that we have Mm -hmm. (laughs) of being reclusive and being having a hard time being around other gay people and therefore they tend to i think like, I feel like we're always saying I'm very suspicious of a gay guy who doesn't have any friends that are not other gay guys. Right. Or, like, women. Mm-hmm. Like, if a gay guy doesn't have, like, a very mixed friend group or yeah. whatever, to me, it feels like that is a big red flag for the kind of person that they're going to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I think, unfortunately, the kind of gay person that you're looking for tends to be the token gay in a group of people who are not gay. Yeah, probably. Because they feel more comfortable around those people normal people who are not completely self-obsessed and i agree either vain or self-aggrandizing in some way absolutely because the gay people that we hang out with are so down to earth and chill yeah because i think you can dip into like fruity yes cat hunt or like look real yeah. thing or just be whoever well, yes you know, this different is not, types of archetypes this is not to say that i'm like well i'm normal so i wouldn't know <laughs> right <laughs> that's not what i'm trying to say because yeah. i mean i think every gay person regardless of their persuasion has a little bit of both of every gay in yes. them. Like, <laughs> exactly. There's a part of every gay person that wants to meow to the puss puss owl. Exactly. And I'm there's every a part gay guy. <laughs> I'm every, every gay, gay guy. guy. And <laughs> there's coming me. <laughs> there's coming <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, I think also like the, the vanity thing of being like, I want to be like, as hot as possible for no reason, that, other than just yeah. to, like, traffic sexual attention. Like, I think that disease is very baked into every gay person, whether they want it to be or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's just about 
certain people being able to resist those urges more than others. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's tough. It's tough out yeah. there to date as well. It's tough out there. The dating um, landscape has changed and evolved over the past couple of years. Stuff is in, stuff is out. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, based on what I've seen, New York is the wrong place to be for your problem. Holy shit. Get out of New York. A. Get out of New York it's immediately. It's just not as what it used to be, at least in my opinion. Just, I think people move to New York because it's like art school, the city. Yes. And it's like, I'm the star of every room and I need to be the most important, different. I'm so different. Like, wow, <laughs> look at that guy. He's really different. Mm-hmm. Like that is so the vibe of New York to me. Yes. And I think the sooner you can kiss that lifestyle goodbye, the better, which yeah. is why I do think that the Midwest probably would be a welcome change because I think even though we definitely do have some retarded gay guys here, um, absolutely, including the us. overall, yeah, including us, <laughs> the the vibe in general I think is much less um, self obsessed. I think just chill. Like with New York, it's so go 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 that the gay guys that live there are that type of person. Like yes. go 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 for a reason. Right. That in Chicago, at least when you go. Like, no one far. gives a fuck here. No one gives a fuck here because it's still neighborhoody. It's not as intense. Thank crazy. you. Is this cookie dough? Yes. <sighs> oh my god, yum. Fucking work. Thank you. All in one bite. Did you just grab it by the spoon like a retard? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're an insane person. That's falling off. He grabbed it like this. Yeah, he grabbed it by the... Nick grabbed, grabbed it by the, meat. <laughs> by the By the beak? <laughs> by the meat. <laughs> I want to suck on it. Yeah, I ate it in one bite. You want to suck on it? I want to eat it in one bite. I want to like take little. <laughs> Move, take it back, please. I don't want to eat the whole thing. It's like you don't give him treats. <laughs> give me the spoon next time. <laughs> Just come back with two spoons for me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, work. Well, I think we solved that. Good luck to you. Yeah, if you can't find the gay guys in the place that you're at, move places. Move places. Or bounce f- around. There's a lot of there's a lot of great gay centers. Look in places you haven't looked yet, and you'll find new gay guys that you haven't encountered yet. It's like Pokemon. So so true. And I really I can't I cannot recommend enough how to get the fuck out of there. Like, please get out of New York. I'm telling you, everyone needs to flee, <laughs> flee New York. and start over somewhere else because it's not giving. Especially when there's an international conflict every year. What's the first place that's gonna go? Yep. Not to be that person. Not to be that person. <laughs> That's in my head, though. No like, one lives on a coastal city without secretly wanting to be blown up. Right. So <laughs> stop that hate and move into the country, okay? Yeah, we got an ocean over here, too. It's okay. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next question. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, guys. So I asked a silly question already, but I just have a more serious question now. I don't really care which one you answer, but so my serious question is, So I just broke up with my boyfriend of like a year and a half and it was a pretty messy breakup but I feel like this is one of the only breakups where I'm questioning like if I did the right thing or not so I guess my question is how can you tell like when it's time to end a relationship or if it's the right thing to do or like how can you tell when a relationship is like right for you and like something you want to last forever so yeah i'm just feeling confused so thanks love you guys good question good love you too come on come on um Um, i've been in a couple long-term relationships at least like six months a year uh, two and a half years i don't know how long it was with matthew but yeah i've been in a couple 
and it's always hard yes to determine when to to cut it loose and the longer that you are with that person the the, the harder it is to determine as your lives become intertwined harder it is to determine and i think also the comfort level that um i think for a lot of people it becomes very convenient to stay in a relationship yes. because it is nice to have the comforts of a relationship without mm-hmm. necessarily having to deal with the realities of whether or not that person is right for you. Completely agree. I think one of my biggest points is if you move in with this person, you have to really evaluate because it's a big step. Mm-hmm. But then when you live with that person and you start to view them as like just like a roommate and you start to like kind of fall out of love or like et cetera, or like you just yes. settle into a certain comfiness where you're no longer like dating the person, you're just like living with them. Yeah. Start catching that. Totally. I would yeah, say. I think that is a big lesson that I had to learn, I think, is that... um when you do start living, I don't know if you were living with this person, but that is like when things got real for me, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when you don't have any time apart, mm-hmm. you don't have a way to like shake off the normal doldrums of your life in private where like you would mm-hmm. bring your best self to a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Right. When you have that like alone time when you are like your life is kind of uh, independent of theirs in a big way. Mm-hmm. And I think when you live together, it starts to feel like you're one person Mm -hmm. and like, or like you're these weird little twins or something where like (laughs) you're allowed to treat them in a way that you wouldn't treat your friend or something. Right. Where like, even if my friend like bugged me or something or like Mm -hmm. something, someone said something annoying to me or like something that like set me off because whatever happened in my day, Mm -hmm. I really don't have any friend that I would be like can you shut the fuck up? Or like, like <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. or, or like I would never like let myself slip out of my normal self where like mm-hmm. I can talk shit about it later. Yeah. Or if I, if it's really a problem, I can bring it up to them like another time when the situation calls for it. Yeah. But I think when you have no reprieve and you're just like constantly with this other person, mm-hmm. it's hard to remember that you are supposed to treat them like you would treat a friend that you don't see all the time. Yes, completely, completely agree. And I think one of the key things in dating long term is you have to keep dating your partner. Yeah. And you have to really keep eyes on when things start to not feel like... They don't have to feel perfect 24-7. That's not the pur- purpose of the relationship. But if you don't feel like you're still actively dating that person and getting these kind of like yeah. sparked feels or like still putting an effort. like Yeah, exactly. It's a combination of a lot of that stuff. I am maybe not the ideal person to answer ask this question because... <laughs> I haven't, I don't think I've ever had like a proper breakup before. Oh, like, that's right. You've had like situationships. Most of my relationships have wound up just sort of fizzling and being to the point of where we just kind of stop like yeah, talking or like we have like sort of a like, I don't know, like just kind of mutual- interesting relationship. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like mutually give up on it or whatever. Yeah. And it's just kind of like left there, but I've never had the ceremony of like sitting like, someone down and being like, ah. Um, it's yeah. that we have to break up. We have to have the talk or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. basically every relationship I've been in other than the one that has ended in my engagement. Yeah. <laughs> has S- basically just been uh, kind of a <laughs> non event at the end. Yeah. You've been good. You are lucky. <laughs> I am lucky in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, and then how do you know if it's real? How do you know if it's something that is supposed to stick around? Oh. Was the other part of that question. In my opinion, I think sometimes when people break up or they say like, hey, we might have like met at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I never believe that. I think it's always the right time to meet the person that you meet. So mm-hmm. when it comes to thinking like, is this th- like, does this feel right? I think you like really know deep down. Yeah. I know it's hard to determine uh, sometimes, especially if there's like some fighting or whatever already happening or whatever. Um, yeah. 
I also think like I mean I don't know the something that I think happens is that when you do officially cut it off and break it off the stuff that was on your mind that made you mad enough or frustrated enough to like officially call it Mm -hmm. those intense feelings go away and what it's replaced by is like well remember when it was like this good and like things were so whatever Mm -hmm. i think those memories flood in and that's what creates doubt but at the end of the day if you kept hitting that wall Mm -hmm. of like i don't know not being able to work past that then to me that's kind of like i don't know so like like the determination i made Mm -hmm. when i was deciding if i wanted to get engaged Mm -hmm was like I had certain moments in my apartment here where I would like look around at my life mm-hmm. and the life that I wouldn't that would not look anything like this if I was not with him mm-hmm. and thinking I was like I would be so miserable if I didn't have this anymore mm-hmm. yes and like the idea of like my life with him being indispensable mm-hmm. and being like there's not another way I could live yes that to me is like the final thing mm-hmm. of like even if things like you argue or whatever things are because it's the definition of counting your blessings i think i'm in yeah. the same boat too where i'm like i'm also with someone right now where i wouldn't want to change a thing i feel yeah. like i have everything that i need i feel like he's perfect and like yeah yeah you just have to count that or like take a second to be like is there anything else that i would need from this no right and i think that's when you start to figure out like this person is going to be it for the long term yeah um and i mean i think like there's other decisions in your life that are kind of guided that same way we're like i don't know if you pursue a certain kind of career i always think like people should ask themselves like is there anything else i could see myself doing or is this it right 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 because if you can see yourself doing something else you should go do that other thing but if you're like i'm extremely content with this and i can be content with this for so yeah. so so long if not forever then i right. think that's when you know you found it versus like when i go to bed and i'm like if i had to live any other way i would, would fucking be miserable. kill myself mm-hmm. like yeah. that to me is sort of the ultimate measure yes and when you're with someone for a long time and it's a messy breakup and you're you're debating if it was the right thing or not i think time starts to distort the memories that you have and when you're in a long-term relationship it is easy to bounce between what the good memories and the bad memories were do not forget the bad memories girl because people sometimes don't change and say that they do i don't know to tell you but exactly but i think at the heart of it you need to say who is this person have you tried working it out has it not been working out and realize when it's not going to change watering dead plants or whatever it's called exactly yeah i have to plug in my laptop so i'm gonna pause really quickly plug it in plug it in plug it in all right, honey. Yes. <laughs> We're back. And I've got another question for you. It's typing like a, hot on the deck. It's like a roll call between all three of the Ebony's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ebony? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ebony? Yes. Ebony? Me? And Ebony Jenkins. Ah. Awesome. Everyone's right, here. Everyone's <laughs> here. Roll call. Shaboogie. Here we go. Um, uh, 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 next question from another girl at home. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Hi there, Thought Topics crew. Uh, Recently, I have found that I have developed a very nasty anger issue. Uh, I've always had sort of anger issues, but it feels like, especially within the past couple of months, it feels like I need everyone around me to fucking die in order for me to just achieve some sort of relaxation. So my question mainly is, do you have any advice for crazy bitches like me who are just really pissed all the time. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for your question, Miss Piss. I love piss. <laughs> yeah. You ever get pissed? You ever get angry? 
Honey, if yeah. I had a nickel. Did you, ever, did you ever ball up your fist? Oh. Oh. All right. Well, let me tell you this. I. <laughs> I feel like I count myself among some of the angriest people. And the most, like, ir- most irrationally angry people I know. I'm like, not. I'm not what people would call like a chill girl. As someone who will sometimes like wake up in the morning, check my phone, see that something is happening on Twitter, and I go, "Nick is pissed. Today's not the day for me to look." <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes, I, this is just an impulse I have. I can't not say something, and I can't not kick the like like just pick at stuff, yeah. and it's because people, and it's not, it's motivated by an unchecked urge to indulge my feelings of anger toward people where mm-hmm. i can't believe people are so fucking retarded <laughs> it's so obnoxious so crazy so <laughs> stupid like just unbelievable or yeah. like it's not even that Sometimes like you're pissed that you're witnessing like, it right right <laughs> yeah or if i have to like sit next to someone who's like chewing weird i'm like oh you don't God. hide your emotions on your face no you are very expressive i can't I actually can't, I can't hold myself back. Like, I have to give over to this fucking feeling. And I do think that I, this was a problem, really a big problem for me. Wait for this. Yeah. Until I got on medication. Ah. Mm-hmm. These days, mm-hmm. if I'm angry, I, it tends to have, an, especially in like a Twitter way or whatever. Yeah tends to have the sort of undercurrent of like I'm in the I'm in the driver's seat and I know it's a troll. Yes. And I I'm feel not like actually at home fuming. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you know when to cut it off at a certain point to be like, all right, time to lock it up and pet my cat. Yeah, Sorry exactly everyone. Right. Time to call it. Yeah. Um I f- I have like I knew that I needed to get on medication because of the fact that I had such violent, drastic mood swings Mm -hmm. where someone could just say something slightly wrong to me Mm -hmm. or like I just wouldn't, I would like read into someone's tone or I would like hear a certain thing where I'd be like, what the fuck are you even, shut up. Like that kind of thing where (laughs) I would have these mood swings where I would get kicked into gear of like, I like, I hate you and I want to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to end this like friendship or I want to <laughs> like whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. and just the desire to like blow shit up rather than like work through why I'm feeling the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel very like for the most part, I don't have random spikes yeah. of anger. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I'm recommending you get on medication. I don't know your deal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, but as far as advice for the chronically angry, um, I, find that for me i have to take some time before i react to think about whether indulging that feeling of anger is going to reward me yeah because more often than not when you direct anger at people um and i don't know if you're acting on this anger or if you're just feeling angry inside <laughs> you're right <laughs> like, exactly if yeah. you're anything like me i know you're acting on it yeah mm-hmm. um knowing that you lashing out and anyone who's confronted with an angry person mm-hmm. actually doubles down on their behavior. Yes. And does not feel the need to change what they're doing. Yep. And does not feel open to, it does not feel open to receiving whatever criticism you're giving to them. I don't think Brick anyone, wall. right. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever had someone be pissed at them mm-hmm. and then ha- and then made a positive change in their life. I have that. That Latino part comes out of me where it's my way or the highway sometimes. Like when yes. I, when someone's like testing me like in an argumentative way, 
I will get a little insecure. Like, my defenses come up, I think. Totally. I think I do become just, like, a little bit more snippy or, like, I'll say first and be like, no, it's X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But that's what I need to get better at. I feel like I don't do that as often, but sometimes when it's with people I care about, like, with my mother <laughs> or, like, in a relationship, yes. I do dip into defensiveness or, like, no, you don't understand my perspective. Yeah. Or, like, you don't understand why I'm the victim here. Right. And it's like, no, I need to sit and think. Yeah. I mean, I also do have to be... I have to be cognizant of the fact that I am the kind of person who, without necessarily meaning to, and it's maybe not a plan of mine, I know the meanest shit that I could say to anyone. Like, it's like... <laughs> you mean that clear in high school? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know the thing that, like, know, like, how I can get under people's skin and how yes. I can just say the most insulting, horrible... You are genuinely good at reading people and yeah, making like, them feel like shit. Just coming for the things that, like, I, f- I feel like I'm capable of like seeing someone for like their insecurities and like the things that they're very sensitive about. And I, I am very capable of like, if I get defensive, I can, mm-hmm. I've snapped many times before in my life and just gone straight for the jugular before. Well, especially when you interact with those kind of strangers who are also giving you that same energy. I feel like it's fair game. Mm-hmm. If someone is going to be a cunt to you on the street, I think that gives you complete liberty to be a cunt back to right, them. And exactly. I think you would be really good at that battle. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then things that, times where i i don't want to blow up a relationship with someone yeah um but then have given in to the urge to be like what's the worst most evil shit i could say about this person (laughs) and how quickly can i say it Mm -hmm. and how mean and like how poetic can i make the meanness you know what i mean (laughs) like i just get brought back to college when you know what I'm thinking of? We're like, I don't think so. I'm scared. <laughs> you stormed out of the room. You go, I don't even like her. I don't even give a fuck about her. And she was standing right behind <laughs> you. Standing right behind me. She was like, I need to get my backpack. I know it's in her room and I don't even like her that much. And then she's literally standing right behind she me. She literally went, ah. Oh. Ah. Ah. I, her reaction was, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then later that girl got me a job. Imagine if she was angry. <laughs> yeah. Gay power. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But I think admitting your, I think what I'm good at is when I get angry and I lash out or whatever, immediately after, it takes like two seconds for me to be like, that is my fault. I apologize. X, Y, and Z. Totally. I think owning up to it is the first step. Yes. When you apologize to someone or when you apologize to a friend, you have to assume that you're making a promise that something is going to change moving forward. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do feel the second that I let it boil over and get real and go there, Mm -hmm. I instantly am so regretful. And I hate that I let myself go there. And I hate that I let myself be that mean and rude and shitty. And it's hard. I also am a kind of person where when I do, I avoid confrontation like the plague. Mm -hmm. And then when I have to confront someone, it ends in me crying. Because I'm so, (laughs) so upset with like, I just can't handle that much of an emotional splurge. Yeah. But then I think like, why did they have to bring it out of me? Like, why did they have to fucking do that stupid shit? Yeah. So, Mm mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your behavior ultimately is on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I think that that's really the only thing that's worth thinking about in this situation is like mm-hmm. the way you're perceived. Yeah. Just comes down to your behavior and, uh, the people who are pissing you off are not going to change by you being pissed off at them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really rewarding. No one It's just making yeah. you feel like shit. So, yeah. Um, if you want some, some relaxing methods, I like to take a long, hot shower, light a candle and listen to some crumbs yes. by Rebecca black shock to your system. Exactly. I find any sort of shock to your system is a great, great way to, 
uh, get rid of whatever feeling you're happening. If you got it, I'll take an ice cold shower. I say, what kind of shot? Like, um, <laughs> like, like, literally being like, oh, I have to like splash some ice cold water on my face or something, or like, yeah. I have to do some sort of like mask or something to my skin or like whatever. a distracting like, thing to like calm me down. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like just kind of jolting your body into being like, okay, what evil power just came over me that's making me behave this way? Yeah. Because if you can, like, shake that demon loose, yes. <laughs> then usually, like, my feelings go back down to zero just as quickly as they spike up to 100. Because yeah, then it's going to be like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to put in energy to be mad. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is energy. Pick up cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. Don't get medicated. Pick up cigarettes. Or yeah, both. exactly. Right. Or both. <laughs> Fucking t- get in an SSRI and then just start ripping a thing anytime someone bothers you. Yeah, I mean, like, bitch, I'm drooling on the cart. Period. <laughs> That's all I Trust. know, Loki. Like, Trust. I don't yeah, get and angry. Then, and then you're like sexy and mysterious, and then you're like, why does she always have to go smoke so often? And it's right, like, exactly. And then you're never angry. Totally. When have you seen an angry high person? Never. Well, not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Who's next? Who won it? Who's Who next? won it? Who won it? Who, who, who won, won it? it? Let's, I'm trying to screen these and see. If any of them are viable. Some of them just are really long. <clears throat> yeah, some of them are just like hella long. They look hella, hella long, yeah. Oh, boy. Which we appreciate, but... Oh! <gasps> All right. <laughs> Feedback protection. Okay, crisis averted. Sorry about that. Nice. Moving on. Here we go. A message from a friend. Let's do it. Hi, well. dolls. So, I just have a quick question. <laughs> because I scroll on Twitter a lot, and I come across this narrative that um, bottoms of a particularly particular nationality Mexicans paint a lot more than the usual bottom and I just thought we need to get to the bottom of this no pun intended that like, I just want to know why or how this is um, and if you guys can help me with that That'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you, I dolls. I some real investigative journalism. Holy here. shit. So the caller wants to know why uh, there's a suspicion among people that <laughs> gay guys of a certain nationality are painting more like Picasso. Well, my <laughs> butthole might as well be like Area 51. Yes. I don't really... In all honesty, it takes not, a lot to get even near. I'm not the right person to ask about this. I'm not either, low-key. <laughs> <laughs> why do mexicans shit in pain probably because they don't care yeah i mean and maybe why people are more like anal about being the clean entire, okay so i was a veteran bottom for most of my teens <laughs> yeah and i was an extremely um uh, kind of uh i was pretty dutiful about um the whole process mm-hmm. of like douching out your ass and whatever and like doing that whole thing and like mm-hmm. then you know 50 step process that takes two hours just so you can like get nutted in in three seconds and then like go home and eat food <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly like it just to me it's never ever worth it so not worth it um but then i don't know i mean i just kind of feel like these days i'm just so not like I mean, we've talked about this before you if you're gonna do gay sex you have to be at peace with all of the moving parts. Yeah. Like, I'll do, like... <laughs> no, I don't know if I even want to <laughs> talk about any of this. 
But like you know, how, so like um, one, once upon a time, Dasha said that she only has anal sex in hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of fun, and that is kind of how I feel. Yeah, is that like nothing's for me? Nothing's going there. Yeah, unless exactly unless it's romantic cabin in the woods, an entire weekend planned out. Exactly, rose petals. Because to me, that's the only time where it's justified. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, throughout my entire, like, hookuping career, I've always been okay with doing just not-butt stuff, because when you open the door, you don't really know, and I'm like... Yeah, right, and it, there's just so, so many question marks related to it, and honestly, just for me, like, especially like, when I was, like, hooking up mm-hmm. and whatever, like, I just didn't have the desire to be, like, I need to, like, have anal sex to, like, get what I need out of this. I realized really early on that I didn't need that. Like, that it was, yeah. like, it's great, whatever, but it's gay sex, but it's, like, I didn't need yeah. that every single time. Not every time. It's, it's a lot, you know? You're two guys. It is a lot. It is a lot. And yeah. I also think that when you enter a long-term relationship, and unfortunately, when you are left with no other options than the options that you have, yeah. um, sometimes, you know, you just gotta eat well and throw caution to the wind. And yeah. I'm sorry, but if you get a little shit on your dick bitch it's like you put your dick in a butt exactly. i don't know what to tell you like between the nine to five taking the dog out doing the grocery shopping right doing the taxes right when are you supposed to put an enema up your butt at, at what point am i gonna get in downward dog and score some shit up my ass at 30 hmm? oh, right at 30 <laughs> like no i just have bigger things i got bigger fish to fucking fry i gotta tell you exactly exactly i gotta pay, I gotta pay the rent exactly you are not gonna, it's humiliating <laughs> you will not meet catch me alone in my bathroom yeah mm-hmm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. So it, up, spraying shit in my asshole, and then like know. moving back and forth from the floor to the toilet to like purge all the like right. I have like stuff non- out of my ass. Like I have like non-gay and for what? <laughs> yeah, I have like non-gay sex-related shit with my butthole. So I just right. need to leave it alone. Like exactly. I just need to do what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. Like remove remove the desire to have a dick in there. I mean, I just have a lot of other problems. Exactly related to that area that are just. Uh, to me, are uh, higher on the priority list. Absolutely. Again, and for some people who are like, my sole focus in life is making it as easy as possible for putting a dick in my butt. Insane. Insane. A lot of people live that way. Just even on the dating apps, like I remember being on Hinge and being like, why are you putting still, still that you are a top or bottom in your dating profile? It's so weird. Like, is it really that serious? And that you need to like look for the right, like, like I have to always top? Every time? Every time? I, and so- someone's out there that's like, I will bottom every... Well, fine, but, like, I just... In my head, I'm like, isn't there more to that? Those are, to me, that is a person who's incapable of finding happiness because I'm sorry, but you are a man. And if you- you're going to judge your lifelong partner based off if they're a bottom... Right. I would only marry a true top. Imagine. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Imagine. Saying something like that. Oh, That's crazy. You're that's insane. fucking It's just people that aren't going to find crazy. love. It's like, if you're being yeah. serious about that... <laughs> If you're being serious about your position in the world as a man, I really need you to look in your heart and wonder why you're like, oh, well, if they're not a strict femme bottom, <laughs> then we're never getting married. Then it just wouldn't like, work out. You know who else is never getting married? You. <laughs> you. <laughs> in general. And you're going to be a strict single bottom until you're 50, mama. Right. Yeah. So, you know, good luck with that dying alone shit. Yeah. In the I'm meantime, sorry. I'm doing, I'm letting my butthole be the natural environment that it is. Exactly. Tanning my butthole whenever it needs and then putting it back away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Getting the raise. Yep. And I have no comment on the racial aspect of this question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mexicans just shit a lot more. I don't know. Well, is, the, the thing is about the diet. 
Oh, yeah. Do you remember the the horrible tweet? Yes. Where he says that, you know, I've been getting fucked with an ass full of beans since I was 16 in the Mesozoic period or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's racist when you make these kind of gay bottoming jokes because my queer Latin people have been fucking on beans. My queer Latin pussy (laughs) has been getting... Dude, it's crazy. My free holy pussy. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, I mean, shout out to you if you really feel like that is, you know, the defining quality of your life. But um, when, like, it, in my brain, when you pull your penis out of the butthole and you see shit, why are you shocked? <gasps> <gasps> it's like that gif on Tumblr of the girl who's not hammering a nail. <laughs> and she like, hammers the wall oh. and goes, oh, oh what no. happened? <laughs> You put a dick in a butt, dude. And you pull it out. Are you surprised? What? what? <laughs> Stupid. Man up and fuck a butt with the shit. Right, I don't know exactly. what to tell you. Man up. If you get a little shit in your dick, wake up. And if that annoys you, stop putting your penis in butts. <laughs> it's <laughs> simple as that. Simple as that. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go where the shit is. Don't go reinventing the wheel. Just right. Yeah. Anyway, don't go where the shit is. <laughs> Stop! Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> don't look for shit in a place where there is gonna be shit. Exactly. And then act surprised when there's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Here we go. Hey, girlies. Um. So what I want to know this kind of follows up on a question you got before, um, which is like talking about gay guys having about- straight guy friends, and mm-hmm. in this vein. My New Year's resolution is to um, learn how to talk about a single sport, like, in conversation with a straight man. Um, It really is my weakest point of, like, it's clear when I'm, like, when sports comes up that I'm one of the girls. And, like, I just really don't know what to do with um, that conversation. So, what I'm thinking, football, because I'm more bear-inclined, but, like, I don't know. Is baseball kind of cunty? I like that they kind of make you wait around all day. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, soccer is off the table. Um, <laughs> I have a good answer. What do you go think? Uh, have a great new year. Bye. Bye. Aww, love you, gal. Have a great new year. Have love you. Year. I think that this is a great new year's resolution, and I wish you nothing but the best in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Do you have any feelings on this? Um, yeah, I do resonate with this. Um, I worked with a client recently where there was a new Hawks player like starting. And it was on the day that I was talking with this client where that Hawks player was starting. And he was like, oh, how do you feel about blah, 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 blah. And I was like, he's asking me about a sports player for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. How do I bullshit that way out of this? You can't. You can't. You can't. And then it's nope. over. And then you lose the relationship with that man. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they, they know they can't talk to you. They know they can't talk to you. They go, all right, that was good. Just holler <laughs> oh yeah oh oh, oh all right yeah, well it's, um, oh, I, it's such a controversial decision <laughs> yeah. uh in my opinion baseball because baseball is absolutely where you just drink and eat and sit and stand and yeah, you can exactly. have your phone out you could smoke i do <laughs> also feel it's one of the easiest sports to pretend you know what's going on because there's so many signs from the crowd when something important is happening everyone's cheering you cheer everyone's booing but you, you boo. boo you boo yeah mm-hmm. and um they're gonna play the songs that you know in the stadium so that'll be fun yeah there's no aspect of i mean with football i understand the bear part of this question <laughs> you know i i get it but yeah. um mm-hmm. With football, there's a lot of times where uh, a ref is making a, a judgment call, and Uh-oh. I've seen among men that you're expected to weigh in with what you would personally call, ah, uh, mm-hmm. and explain why. Yeah, Let's say something was offsides. 
<laughs> I'm like, what is the difference between the first down and the fifth? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because of the fact that there's a big guessing game in there and you're expected to know the minutia of a lot of different reasons why a flag might be thrown out of play. Right. Um, that to me is why football seems a little more daunting than baseball, whereas baseball to me seems far more straightforward. I have a really good grip on all like majority of sports rules and sports. Like I feel like I can watch one and understand it. Yeah. Football is one that I just there are details that I don't want to learn about that makes yeah. football the most complicated for me to keep up with at least. Totally. I love baseball. I love basketball. Going That's to a easy. Ba- yeah, going to a baseball game is really fun. Basketball um, is the same fucking thing. Basketball is really easy. Basketball actually, basketball is very easy, fast paced. Yeah. Um, if you're into black guys. <laughs> you know that might be an option for you hockey if you're into puerto ricans go to go watch some baseball totally hockey's pretty homoerotic if you're into that kind of thing hockey is homoerotic because they like to fight a lot they do like to fight a lot like for no reason so you know um although hockey to me is one of those things where um it's definitely very difficult to understand why certain things are going on and you just kind of have to roll with it Mm -hmm. but like with baseball when something is called into question Mm -hmm. it's usually like did he, is he actually out or not? And let's, it's quite, let's watch the instant replay. And it's quite literally a photo finish. And right. that's what's cool about baseball is because they have to literally play it back. Right. There's a lot of slow-mo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot of stopping and starting. And yeah. listen, if you're concerned about the bear factor of it, fun fact about baseball, mm-hmm. baseball is the only sport that you can actually gain weight from playing. That is absolutely true. That is 100% true. Because it's all um, not sustained exercise. It's like a lot mm-hmm. of start and stop. And... Um, it does so little for you in terms of physicality that you can actually yep. just put on weight from playing it. If you, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make up for whatever c- crap you're eating in the interim. Yep, absolutely agree. Um, I think it's really easy to just figure out who the like heartthrobs are in the sports scene because it's yes. easy to follow that way. Like I knew who the fucking yeah. like you know Nicki Minaj does it. She picks a couple names. She p- she names yeah. sports people in her songs all the time. She does her research on who's right. big. Christopher Bosch. Yeah, exactly. All you hoes crying. Christopher, Christopher Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Bosch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy who cried. <laughs> and little do they know I know it from a Nikki song. Right. Yeah. See, this, these, there are entryways, I think, into uh, situations like this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that sports are not as complicated as they initially seem on the surface. And, uh, you know, I don't. you may not want to hear this, mm-hmm. but I think... That even if you did know the ins and outs of the sport, yeah, <laughs> and you really learned like who's big in the game, how the game works, whatever, mm-hmm. I think to a lot of people you're still just going to be another faggot. Yes, exactly. Because then it's like, oh, this faggot's going to tell me about sports, right? As if it's like, <laughs> like when I try to chime in on rap music, people are like, shut, shut up, up, faggot. faggot. Yeah, literally. Like, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know the first fucking thing. I'm Chris Jenner, knowing a lot about hip hop, right? You know, <laughs> I'm Chris Jenner. And in yeah, like I've heard many people be like, I don't care what gay people think about. Mm-hmm. sports <laughs> right no <laughs> absolutely agree yeah, yeah it's in the same way of like when like there's like a woman sportscaster like a female sports announcer everyone's like there's like yeah, never whatever love her whack yeah nice rack bitch that's why it's yeah sports is just so male dominated still and um to me and it's, it's not just, fun to be on the it's, it's not f- the reason it's not for the girls is because it fucking sucks yeah it, you know honestly i'm just not interested in that at that level like soccer and hockey can mm. be really boring to watch sometimes because it's yeah. so one note. Yeah. Um, not exciting. I think getting into video games is a far more lucrative way to get close with straight guys. Fucking video games. Because you can still be competitive too. Yes. And men I think love when, to be competitive. I think when gay guys are good at a video game mm-hmm. and they're better, yep. you're better than them, 
your gayness doesn't come into play so much because you are, have a way of asserting dominance in some way. Yes. Where you're never going to be better at football. No. And you're, you're gonna never going like to know more about football. You're never going right. to be respected as a voice in football. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is just pick something else that straight guys like that's less loaded in the gender right. department. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. And that's my advice for you. Yeah. Good advice. I love baseball. Love to go to a baseball game. Love to drink a, a $15 oh, beer. $15 beer on a hot dog. On a hot dog. Hot dog. Yes. Hot dog. Yes. <laughs> I'm selling hot dogs. I'm selling freaking hot dogs. Does anyone want a hot dog? I want a freaking hot dog in my pocket. They're like $9. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's me as the oh hot dog guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, Should we do how many more? Well, what are we at right now? We're at an hour 17. You want to do one more and be done? Sure. Let's do it. Right, we great. could always do I another can, follow-up. I can save a couple yeah. if we need to. Because we have do quite it. a few left. But God, you guys left really long voicemails. I feel like every time we go, please leave them short. And then it's like, hi, here's my entire background. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was born by the river. <laughs> <laughs> I was born by the river. <laughs> um, this is just sort of a general relationship question, it looks like. This is a situationship question. Oh, we have some text ones. Oh, work. Let's do a text Let's one. Let's do a text one. Long. <laughs> Oh, my God, bro. Okay, here we go. (laughs) All right. Hello, Nick and Chris. I'm a college senior from Seattle, Washington. Hey. Hi. And I recently started seeing a girl who I so far really like and enjoy spending time with. It's going really well, but since graduation and leaving my small college town is rapidly approaching, I'm not sure that I can do a full-blown, long-term, eventually long-distance relationship right now. I also just got out of a longish relationship about seven months ago that really took it out of me. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on situationships. Do they deserve the bad rep they get? Is there such thing as a sustainable situationship? Are they a blight upon our society? Or is it good to have the option to do something between casual sex and full-on relationship? I know you're both fans of monogamy, as am I, and I would love to hear your take on the situation, as it were. Love the pod. You're a bright light in my otherwise bleak and rainy winter weeks. Much loved. Concerned listener. Oh, so sweet. Love Uh, you. Much love, much love. Love you. Mean it. You wanna come... <laughs> so classic situationships. How do you feel about them? Good, bad, evil? Ugly? Um, fine. I, for me, if you know a relationship is a two-way street, I think if it works for you and it works for the other person, and you guys were honest about how it works, then mm-hmm. I don't see why you know. Yeah, there's some wiggle room, but I also think it's always nice to take a step back from dating and to have a little bit of fun as well before you throw yourself back into a relationship. Yeah, I think just follow your gut with what you're really looking for. Um. Here's my thing with the whole situationship thing. Mm-hmm. I find that the situationship is has a lot in common with when people talk about like the talking stage. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. There's a lot of layover in the DNA there. Yeah. Um, and in my experience, being in a situation like that, you don't have the safety of a f- official relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. But you also don't have the like no possibility of this being a real thing of just plain old casual sex. Right. So in my experience, when it's this in-between thing, Mm -hmm. for me, when I've been in these situations, Mm -hmm. it tortures me and looms over my head and is just this evil presence where I have this constant, like, what is that supposed to mean? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, does he like me? Oh, wait, is Mm -hmm. that supposed to mean this? Like, does he want... Am I doing something bad? Like, am I, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think because of the fact that you don't, there's no safety in a situationship and like right. anything could happen at any point and you just kind of have to be cool with it because it's no, there's no, y'all ain't got no ties. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is why 
you have to be careful with them. Mm-hmm. And it's also a long-term situationship. Just feels like a way to make yourself yeah. go crazy. A long-term situationship is interesting because situationships, I feel like, is still a label. Where, uh-huh. like what you mentioned, is kind of around the talking stage. Where, at a certain point, I think a situationship evolves into something else, whether you like it or not, after a certain amount of time. Right. It either will or won't. I don't think you yeah. get to hold on to it for a time that you want to. Exactly, exactly. It's what just going to be or not. What I will say is that you can't get greedy with dating because if you want to give someone a solid shot and be like, well, we're yeah. still talking and I want to be able to keep my options open, then I honestly don't like shit. that. Yeah, yeah, I honestly don't like that. You're a total piece of shit. I think that. that in order for you to actually determine like a life partner or do like the monogamy route, you have to kind of date like one by one and give someone your full energy and attention because then you start, if you're dating, let's say a couple people and you're kind of determining what you want to do or what, what works for you, mm-hmm. I just think it can get messy. And then what if there's like trust issues about like, the person the people that you are seeing and they're concerned about you seeing other people like i don't know Girl, I, right. i'm just a fan of giving one person your energy figure out your dating goals what yeah. doesn't doesn't work you can break up with that person or stop seeing them whenever totally. and then still assess what does and doesn't work for yeah. you i just think it's asking for trouble i just think it's asking for this thing that's constantly looming over your head of like mm-hmm. oh my god like what i what if they want this from me or like what if i'm doing something bad or like what, what if you meet someone else and then you're like well am i supposed to like go pursue this or am I going to be like hurting mm-hmm. this person or whatever to me, the clearer you can have things defined mm-hmm. as annoying as it is, the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then I think less people get hurt in the process and you're not constantly like looking over your shoulder thinking you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And start to assess what part of it's like lust. It's like, do you really want something more? Like think you can get something more or are you just like, right. Oh, like maybe there's something better out there. I don't want to commit yes. just yet. It's like, Hey, just figure out what, <laughs> what, yeah. what checks the boxes for you. I also do think that like the reason why so many people get into situationships is the thing that I find is, <gasps> Ooh, look at those. Oh my gosh. We are presented with some cookies. I love a burnt cookie. Those so are awesome. more burnt <gasps> on the left. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, um, I'm going to fucking snatch one. Um, the reason why I think it's bad and why I think so many people get into the situationship thing is because of the burden of infinite choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where people are like, there's always someone hotter on the app. There's right. always someone who maybe fits me better. There's so many people who would just, I, I could maybe find something better if I just hold out for longer. Right. But I don't want to be alone in the meantime, so selfishly I'm going to keep this person around or whatever. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. And the law, I think, always is if they wanted you, they would be with you. Mm-hmm. I think people are a lot easier to read than what people think. Definitely. There was a video that was like, if he wants you, he would text you. Has he called you? No, he no. don't want you. He don't want you. <laughs> Easy. And it is. Sometimes it Easy is easier to read. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it's just a byproduct of the the idea that there's always someone hotter on the phone. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, that could yeah. be coming around the bend and changing your life and whatever. I don't need but someone usually, hotter. I mean, yeah. I think you mm-hmm. just need to fucking wake up and smell the, smell the flowers at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Getting older and older. So true. Constantly. 26 and beyond sneaks up on you like a... Constantly like losing the war. <laughs> Constantly losing the war with gravity. Yes. At this point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's all setting in quickly. I feel like less and less of a sprightly young man every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> These cookies are so good. Yeah, those are giving. Oh, Ron made some cookies and some of them are so doughy and I love it. Well, we're at an hour and 25. I guess we can just be done. Mm-hmm. You want to just be done? Mm-hmm. We can save the others for later if we need to. Cool. Let's do it. Um, what do we have upcoming this weekend? What do we have going on? Oh, yeah. This weekend, we're going to go see um, 
the new Miyazaki movie, we're going to go see The Boy and the Heron. I think I'm going to be an emotional mess after that. Oh, me too. I think I'm, I it's going to be life-changing. Like yeah. And then on Sunday, we're seeing Eileen. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back feature. Back-to-back feature. Lots of time spent in the Galamo. I've been in my movie gig, and I've been so happy about it. I know, like, Alamo's fun. been across the street from me for a year, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why what, Why was I not just doing this the entire time? Girl, I'm telling you. It's yeah. so fun there, too. I should get a uh, membership from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their memberships are... They're not cheap, but if you go enough, they pay for themselves. Like, I've gone, what, like, five times already this year? Six times or however many? Exactly. Right. Um, well, fun. folks... Listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for another edition of The Thought Line. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your voicemails. And if we didn't get to yours, then hopefully we'll be able to get to them again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. We always appreciate the questions. We love you guys so much. And are we going to talk to our friends at home before we see Doja on Ice Spice, do you think? Oh, yeah. Probably we will. Because mm-hmm. Well, what's going to happen, I think, is our next episode is going to have to be Pink Friday, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll it's see. It's going to have to be. We'll see what will materialize. In the next, uh, it's 7.30 yeah. right now. 8.30, 9.30, 10.30. Three and a half hours, yeah, we're going to know how our lives are going to change for the better yeah. or for the worse. Yeah, if you look at the title and it's a four-hour episode, just, just know. <laughs> just know. Just know. The Pink Friday are not going well. <laughs> Pink Friday whom? Pink Friday whom? <laughs> anyway, okay, thanks for joining us. Love you, Mina. Thanks, you. And bye-bye. Bye. 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 B